0: What's up, y'all? It's Zappin' Living Oh, my goodness. So, first of all, let me shout out uh, our listeners, okay? So, uh, shout out to my listeners in the States and my listeners, our listeners, right? Because we actually have some international reach, you know? You know, we got folks in Nigeria, stand up. Uh, we have some folks in the UK, stand up. Uh, we have folks just all over that actually listen to Living Corporate. So, really excited about that. And I, and I bring this up now. I bring up our reach. I bring up our international listeners because of our guest today. Today, we have with us James Roberts. So, James Roberts is a public speaker, a motivator, a consultant. Uh, but many of the folks who know him know him uh, by his athletic feats, um, as he is a Paralympian who participated as recently in the 2012 Olympics. Uh, so, we have him with us today, and we're really excited that he's on the show. What's up, James? How are you doing? I'm very well, Zach. How are you? Man, I'm doing really well. So, first of all, again, Excited, we were able to finally link up. We've been trying to do this for like a year. You know what I'm saying? We finally got it done. Objective completed.
1: Wow, I think I think uh, some things are worth waiting for. Come on now. <laughs> no,
0: I 100% agree with you. And um, you know, I'm I'm really excited to have you on the show. You know, we don't we talk about non-white experiences on Living Corporate Right, and we talk about that from whatever it may be. So if if you're you're non-white and uh, first generation, if you're non-white and LGBTQ if you're non-white and non-binary like we talk about all types of non-majority experiences and we've only really to date had one really talk about being non-white and disabled and so I'm really just thankful that we were to make the time for you to be on the show today so Kent for for those of us who don't know you right can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: Well, if I start right at the beginning, Zach. um, My upbringing is even probably slightly different to even where I live now, being in the UK, uh, because both my parents were in the armed forces. um, My father was in the US Air Force, and my mother worked for NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So I have a slightly different upbringing to probably, well, people of the same age as me, growing up in the UK. Uh, I probably have a better understanding, obviously how diversity uh, impact my my young childhood and probably have a better, I would put it, understanding, a better tolerance of other people because having grown up with well, a multitude of nationalities, I wouldn't even want to try and count how many that was. And I think it, that had a bearing on be it my young childhood, from and obviously... Um, well, with the disability, uh, but but I think when you're as close to the fire, and I use that analogy, uh, as it, it being your life, you live in it day in day out. You never see things as black and white. You you probably see it like a multitude of grays. It's it's not adverse for me, and, and this probably comes back to be it, how my parents. And probably to a certain extent, my family orientation, it's very much old school. It's you're going to sink or swim. And it's coming back to probably the business sense of it is probably a good one because it puts you in a a good place. You don't really see things as, as a predicament because it's like, well, I've got two options. I can either learn and adapt or I sink and I quote unquote drown. So I think it's a good analogy to use. Moving forward. No, absolutely. So let's talk a little
0: bit about your disability, uh, if you don't mind. Can you talk about your disability and what it is specific?
1: Absolutely. I, I come at it from two perspectives now because I like to keep it simple for people to be able to visualize. Uh, and obviously people can relate to what is an impairment of an amputation because it's become more and more commonplace in the media, in newspapers, uh, social media, etc. Whereas, okay, mine's a little bit more complex than that and obviously I've got to think off the top of my head in terms of what bones I'm missing. Mine is obviously more complicated than that, but off the top of my head, let's see if I can get it right now. I'm missing my femur, which is the top portion of the leg and I have a small tibia and fibula, which would be in well, normally in your ankle, uh, and that is attached to my hip. So mine's is kinda like how would I describe it? Probably like the leg in reverse. It, I've I've got half of it, but it would be the half that you wouldn't expect. And that's what prompted
0: the amputation, correct?
1: No, no, I've I it's more of a you could say it's a birth defect, but we don't actually know what's the root cause of it. But it, I I coin it as an amputation because it's be it from the periphery when I have a artificial leg on or a fake leg, however you want to put it, people can relate to that because it's similar to what an amputee would have. So, without having to, well, I I would say to it's a lazy way of describing it, to, 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 but most people can relate to. Well, that is, I know what an amputation visually looks like. I know what it looks like in the flesh, and I, you, you don't really have to think. Whereas if I go to explaining my disability okay for the people within the medical field they would understand every technical term that's coming out of my mouth so i probably uh play it to the layman's terms to make it a little bit easier for the general populace
0: so it's interesting i've i've had discussions with people who um who sometimes they'll frame physical disabilities or just disabilities of any kind, as something to conquer and get over, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a part of who you are. Can you talk a little bit and how you think about your disability um, as it, as it comes to you working, as it comes to you just navigating life, like, do you see it as something to conquer, or do you see it as just part of who you are as James?
1: Um, I think that's a very good question, Zach, because I could come at it from two perspectives now, and you're probably going to be surprised to hear where I can come from either side of the argument. Uh, I think when I have put out content, it's been misconstrued at times, how I've put it. Be it, what did I put uh, more recently? you could You could say the disability was adverse, I had a chip on my shoulder and an axe to grind. And I play around with that at times. And and I see the funny side of it. But when I use that, and and I'll probably go back to a a story more specifically, uh, it would probably be when I was a teenager. That I was very, probably trying to to a certain extent find myself. Uh, I wasn't probably on reflection. And I think about it at this point in my life. I wasn't content with me as being James I saw the disability as a hindrance uh, problem just a pain in the ass really Uh, because I I wanted to be nothing but an able bodied individual I wanted nothing uh, but not having this disability but I think where I kind of had a light bulb moment and this kind of continues on from the story is I was very, how would I put this, not comfortable with probably my identity. I would want to hide it away. Uh, I would wear jeans, trousers um, at any moment I could, be even when it was hot and I was sweating, and, and I wouldn't be comfortable outside of a sporting arena. Whereas on the flip side of that, and it still perplexes me to this day, I would be content to be shown ever-present, a sporting field but i i think that comes down to it probably helps being a coach because i can identify it's probably i was content i'm confident in that arena but i was still trying to find myself on every aspect of society be it school and the and the lat and the outside perspective of of what what sport in a sense is a bubble but i think as i've got older And started probably to not care what people thought of me. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get people that loathe you and and like you just as much. But the people that's going to like you is for you to be authentic and genuine as you can be. So once I've kind of probably put myself in that position to be vulnerable and only to, to a certain extent story tell, I've started to kind of give people the true identity of who I am. I'm not trying to mask a fact uh, of who I am. I'm not trying to be a different person for a different environment, be it I'm a certain way for my friends and family. I'm a different person for obviously teammates and I'm a different person in my business. I try to encapsulate being, well, one person for all three. It's difficult, but I think i'm getting there so that 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 question that you asked Zach, am i comfortable with being james i think it's taken time to be able to be at one and be at peace with who i am and this probably comes back to a good question that was asked not just me but a different array of people within an amputee group is it kind of asks well what are you most proudest Or what are you most positive about what's happened to you uh, having acquired the amputation or being born with one? And I put, well, mine's slightly different, but if it hadn't been for the disability, well, obviously, as we're talking now, this would probably not have happened. Uh, My sporting career, for for all all sakes and purposes, probably wouldn't have happened, um, if I'm honest. Okay, it was an aspiration when I was a young kid to want to be an athlete. But once I turned a teenager, it's like, well, you wanting to either do soccer or play basketball is very unrealistic with having a disability. Uh, What path can you take to to kind of go down another route and to probably progress that way? So from a sense of uh, Paralympic sport, disability sport, it kind of fell in my lap. From that perspective, so to be able to live, to oh, know in certain terms a lifelong dream that I had when I was younger was probably a godsend. I would put it as.
0: No, I hear you. So, so can we talk a little bit more about that and talk about the role that like sports and physical activity uh, played to help you become more of yourself and how that then transitioned to help you navigate uh the professional world
1: absolutely i think coming down to it i i think there is a very much from what i've learned from sport and i would i could probably take away from my younger self as well is that and, and what's transpired into business is obviously that's what I alluded to with the, the adversity is, is looking at things from a different perspective, using a one Well, a quote that's it's not really a quote, but somebody was saying to me not too long ago from um, the RNLI in the UK. Uh, I'll, I'll say as the Coast Guard, they they kind of asked me, "What what do you do to survive in terms of if you got yourself in in a spot of bother or in deep deep water?" Uh, cold water kind of experience, and I'd seen the um, advertisement for it, so I know exactly what they were talking about. So you, you, you look to obviously stop and try and, and relax, whereas I think you, you probably could take a precedent from that and going back to what I was talking about uh, of me being a young child and, and my family throwing me into, into the deep end, obviously that's me, metaphorically speaking, doing exactly that, It's it's relaxing, it's taking everything on board, and not succumbing to problems, uh, difficulties, and to a certain extent becoming overwhelmed and kind of floundering. You start to panic, kind of mentality, because oh, I've never been put in this situation. What do I do? Do I do I kind of push against the current? And obviously you start doing that. You're going to be in a spot of bother. You're going to start panicking even more. You need to just relax and wait for things to come. Okay, from a business perspective, patience isn't always a virtue. It's very difficult because I think we've got into a mentality in the present world now where I'm I'm not willing to wait for the result. I want it right now because we're in a society that is fast moving if I don't get it now I'm going to be behind my friend down the street my good friends uh, and, and you feel that you're on the back foot from the off whereas I think if you had that mentality of be consistent uh, and, and look at it from that perspective as you're in it for the long run as opposed to a sprint and you start to leverage things that way slowly but surely, I think you're going to be in a better position to be, I would call it, not success, because I was talking to um, Sean Harper the other day, um, and he was kind of telling me, well, do you want to be successful or do you want to win? And I I think this is where the sporting people can find a commonality with winning, because obviously it's black and white you you're either on one side of the coin or you're not you either win or you lose whereas i think success is to a certain extent manipulated it's very much what society is dictating is success well what is reality television telling you what it looks like be it it's very gimmicky it's it's very misrepresented whereas i think if you look at it from the previous with winning it's all about you have a common goal and if I, if I use like a business analogy to make it the point more clear-cut business is talked about as teamwork well that's complete garbage because why would you want to help somebody succeed in a company whereas your your objective your objective isn't the same whereas I think you look at it as a more sports orientated, goal everybody's pushing in the same direction there you go now you have actual teamwork because everybody is striving to go in the same direction be it if we use um america football everybody's on the same page they're all in it for uh be it the super bowl the national championship whereas if you kind of single out individuals in an actual organization and i want you to do this 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 it's going to become very cutthroat. It's like, well, I don't have the organization's best intentions at heart. I want to do it for me. You get very fixated on yourself as opposed to the success of the organization.
0: So can we talk a little bit about, um, you know, challenges in being disabled while also being black? Like, you know, do, have you seen... Any challenges uh, that you've had to face that are unique to your identity uh, compared to your white counterparts?
1: Um, not really, but but then, but then that's probably glossing over the fact that there is going to be discrimination, prejudice. Anyway, I, I don't have the problem of uh, be it other black individuals within even the UK, be it if they're of African descent, they're going to be stigmatized from the very get-go by just submitting a cv to an organization because their their name per se doesn't fit i have very much uh, if you don't see my color of my skin just seeing some ink on paper you would assume that i'm possibly white so that notion of stigmatization prejudice discrimination due to race I don't think is possibly being put on my feet. The disability on the other hand, possibly but then that's me being speculative and reading between the lines with be it not getting well, being passed over for job interviews and things and what not and that's the reason why I went into self employment it's like well, if I'm not going to be able to join the rat race and have a 9 to 5 job, why don't I go and work for myself and uh, it is A brutal reality as that's probably down to the fact that I'm disabled but a lot of the jobs are being very much sport related and very much around development of sport well who better than somebody that's been there and done it to be put in that role so I think it's without speaking to those individuals it's quite difficult you can learn how to operate a spreadsheet you know, making numbers tick over to conform to whatever you want to show to hierarchy that it obviously a program is working. We can learn that. I'm young enough to be able to put those steps in practice. But the other thing you can't learn it's 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 very much um, well God given. It's something I had to work at and put countless hours in to be successful but so it's to be passed over for that basis it's very frustrating because thinking well that's knowledge um that i think this is probably to a certain extent where i make my point very poignant is i think talking coming back to sean Arbor again it's i think where the western world views I use the analogy of old people or the elderly and the older population as once they hit retirement age they're kind of worthless whereas you could probably say from um, argument's sake you could probably put that to minorities people with disabilities because they fall on the the outliers of what is the majority well if you're not actually you're not productive enough you're not worth you you're not worthy or you kind of you're to kind of certainly extent worthless to the general populace whereas what he said with people in be it the far east and and the eastern philosophy they look at it as uh, reproduction it's their their way of giving knowledge back and kind of being you know those people who've got wisdom whereas i think in coming back to my point with with me talking about being passed over for jobs because of disability, that's missing a trick, I think, from that basis of that's me being able to give the athletes that are willing to be able to put in the work and want to get to the next level, be it from a sporting perspective, where they can learn from, be it mistakes I've done, well, this is what I did, this is what you you, you shouldn't do or you, you don't need to go have those pitfalls uh, and actually have that adversity. You can learn from my mistakes and and get that wisdom and kind of piggyback on my my attributes and my accomplishments and be able to be a better athlete. Whereas I think where I'm going to come from with that, I think maybe organizations gloss over the fact of that.
0: No, absolutely. Um, So look, this has been a great conversation and I appreciate you're taking the time to, like, hang out with us today. If you had any advice um, for, for those who are disabled, um, what advice would there be?
1: Um, I, I would say be authentic to yourself because I think, be it probably even in the United States, it's probably more problematic. You don't conform to any, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, box. You have been told you must conform and be to one box. But I think you need to be authentic to yourself. And once you're you're comfortable with that, I think you're obviously in a better place to be able to respect yourself. And and it comes back to it. And I think anybody can take um, heedings from this as well. You you can't please everybody. The only person really you need to be pleasing is yourself.
0: No, absolutely. Thank you all uh, so much. This has been Zach on the Living Corporate Podcast. You've been listening to James Roberts, uh, Paralympian, public speaker, coach, uh, and, um listen, appreciate y'all. Please continue to listen to Living Corporate. We're on every streaming platform. Follow us on Living Corporate at living Corp underscore pod. Uh, Instagram at livingcorporate. Uh, you can just email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, you'd like to uh, reach out to the show. Get us up right there or check out the website at living-corporate.com. Please say the dash. Again, this has been Zach. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast
1: by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com.
0: Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.